0: This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now, with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. The United Nations Secretary General Antonio Guterres has declared that the era of global warming is over and a new era of global boiling has begun. Guterres blamed humans for unbreathable air and unbearable heat, pointing to fossil fuel consumption and the perceived inaction of political leaders. He was presenting on a new set of data from the European Union and the World Meteorological Organization declaring July the hottest month on record. He said the era of global warming has ended and the era of global boiling has arrived. He said it's terrifying and it's just the beginning. Is he right? Well, it depends on who you talk to. It depends on who you talk to because the reality is some don't agree. Some don't agree, and yet the Biden administration is seriously thinking of taking action to cover up the sun. This is the most audacious cover-up ever attempted by humankind. We hear of all kinds of cover-ups, don't we? But this cover-up is quite amazing. I even have in my hands the White House document called the fact sheet that came out July 11th, 2023, telling us that indeed. The Biden administration is announcing additional measures to protect communities from extreme heat. All kinds of things suggested there, but in the middle of it all comes the idea of maybe we can just cover up the sun. We can stop the sun from irradiating its heat to us. And I wonder what that would do for the growing process in the world. Your ability to grow plants and so on. Well, scientists have a bit of concern about that, and you should as well. On the other hand, a Nobel Peace Prize winning scientist was canceled for saying that climate change isn't even a crisis. The International Monetary Fund IMF canceled a talk with physicist John Clauser after he said climate change is not a crisis. The IMF had invited Clauser, the recipient of a Nobel Prize in physics, to deliver a speech on July 25th, 5 days before the event though. Clauser was informed his speech had been Postponed. The lecture has yet to be rescheduled. They didn't want to hear and didn't want the information to get out what he had already delivered to a speech in Seoul, Korea. Pablo Moreno, director of the International Monetary Fund's Independent Evaluation Office, read the flyer for Klauser's lecture and immediately canceled. The lecture, any scientific information that differs from the so-called consensus opinion of man-made catastrophic warming continues to be systematically suppressed. Had the event not been postponed, Dr. Clauser was prepared to argue that the science on global warming is far from settled and that extreme caution is warranted when setting economic policy on oversimplified views of the Earth's climate system. At the end of June, Houser delivered a lecture at the Quantum Korea 2023 event in Seoul. He told the audience to, quote, beware, adding, if you're going to do good science, it may lead you into politically incorrect areas. If you're a good scientist, you will follow them. But I can confidently say there is no real climate crisis and that climate change does not cause extreme weather events. Let me reread what he said. He said, I can confidently say there is no real climate crisis and that climate change does not cause extreme weather events events. Remember, he received the Nobel Peace Prize, excuse me, the Nobel Prize in physics in 2022. Who do you believe? Well, one thing that we can believe is what the Bible says in Revelation chapter 16, verse 9, and men were scorched with great heat and blasphemed the name of God, which has power over these plagues, and they repented not to give him glory. The problem with that particular prophecy is that it occurs at the sixth judgment. It's an outpouring of the wrath of God. The Bible says that the wrath of God will not be poured out on the children of righteousness or obedience, but the wrath of God will be poured out only on the children of disobedience. In other words, the unrighteous, the truly unbelieving the pagans, and therefore we know that what we're experiencing now is not the wrath of God being poured out on the children of disobedience because believers are still here. The Apostle Paul had clearly said that we are not, that is, true followers of Jesus Christ, not just all professors, but true followers of Jesus Christ are not appointed unto God's wrath. under the wrath of man, yes, not unto the wrath of God. Since Revelation 16.9 is talking about the wrath of God, we know that what we're experiencing, whatever it might be in terms of heat or cold or whatever, is not the fulfillment of Revelation 16.9. So rest assured in that regard, friends, you're listening to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation, as always, with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. So what is it we're looking at? How should we understand the dynamics of what is taking place? Because certainly there has been a very significant heat wave around the world. In fact, Iran just shut down businesses for two days because the temperatures rose up to 126 degrees. That's pretty hot. Pretty hot. Pretty hot. That sounds like almost uh, Death Valley there in the lower reaches of California. On the other hand, John Kerry, Joe Biden's czar for environment, went out and spoke in a blistering Beijing there in China. And there, the Russian Times reported that the United States owes the rest of the world climate reparations. Well, that's nice for the Russian Times to claim the U.S. owes the rest of the world climate reparations. And yes, yet the United States has made more efforts than any other country, probably, in order to remediate and improve the climate over the last many decades then as if it were not enough King Charles now, King Charles III has launched a climate clock it's the countdown friends to 2030 he says that the government must make these changes to protect us or we're doomed and it all has to happen in the next six and a half years are you ready? Be right back. It was the song of the 60s, the dawning of the age of Aquarius, saying, let the sun shine, let the sun shine, let the sun shine in. Apparently not so much anymore. Biden doesn't want to let the sun shine in. Not only does he don't want to have the sun that hangs up there in the sky that warms us, And gives his life. He doesn't want to have that shine in. But he also doesn't want to have the sunlight of truth shine in upon any of his actions. I tell you, we've got a real problem with sunlight, don't we? But for the balance of the program here today, we want to talk about this matter of the environment. We want to talk about where we stand, how we should understand what is the dynamics of what are taking place. Because it's very easy when you have gone through periods of elevated heat, in order to begin to think, well, maybe they're right. Maybe they're right. Or even as some people are thinking, maybe this is the judgment of Revelation 16.9. We've already shown that that can't possibly be true. And therefore, something else is going on. Has the world ever experienced heat like this before? Absolutely. Has the world ever experienced undue, unusual cold before? Absolutely. And so much so that in the 1970s, all the news magazines of America were proclaiming the coming ice age. Or a mini ice age. Everything was getting colder. People were saying you weren't going to be able to grow food. And it was going to be a terrible thing. And then, when things started to warm up, then they said, well, now we have global warming. But then, not long after that, the warming trend seemed to wane off for a while. So then they changed the terminology from global cooling that had metastasized to global warming, and now it was just climate change. Well of course the climate changes and humankind has almost nothing to do with it even as that uh, famous scientist Clauser that we introduced in the first part of the program as he said we need to be very very careful about these conclusions that somehow man is causing the change in the climate. And so, we take a look, a deeper look. Some people call it deep dive. I don't like the term. It's becoming very uh, uh, mundane. We're not going to take a deep dive. We're going to take a deeper, closer look at what's happening with regard to the climate. In my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, chapter 15 is called Environmental Deification. The subtitle for that chapter are these words. It is a battle for the souls of men. Mother Earth versus Father God. Now, I don't know how else to distill this uh, more simply than to tell you that the real issue that we're dealing with is the battle between the worship of Mother Earth or Father God. And since we were told by a famous uh, actress at one of the uh, great events for actors claiming down with patriarchy, that begins with God, down with God as father. Even the Church of England, the Archbishop of Canterbury, just the last couple of weeks said to use the word father in the Lord's Prayer, is troubling. Troubling to many people because they don't necessarily have good images of a father. Therefore, maybe we shouldn't use our father, which are in heaven. You see, the problem is we have a problem with fathers. Fathers are supposed to be the leaders of a family. They are supposed, according to the Bible, uh, they are to provide leadership. They are to pre- be the uh uh Under God's authority, they are to be the next in line in authority in the family. Under that comes the mother, and then the children are to obey their mothers and fathers as unto the Lord. In other words, it's a series, a a hierarchy of responsibility and authority. Our country today, in fact, the whole world, despises authority, and particularly God's authority. And now everything related to a male is under suspicion and should not be looked upon with favor. Therefore, God himself as Father cannot be looked upon with favor. We must revert to Mother Earth. That's the spirit of it. If you do not understand that, you cannot understand the full dimension of what is taking place with regard to so-called environmentalism. It's one thing To be concerned about and try to care for the environment as a good steward. It's another thing to begin to worship the planet. It's a pseudo-religious passion now. It's not man's but Earth's destiny that everybody's concerned about. Forget about reaching people to embrace Christ. Now we got to reach people to save the planet. When Earth Day started in 1970, few people would have expected it to become a globally observed religious holiday with its own Ten Commandments and so on. But that's exactly what it's become. In fact, America's leading environmental historian, William Craner of the University of Wisconsin, calls environmentalism a new religion because it offers a complex series of moral imperatives for ethical action and judges human conduct accordingly. He said, it's no mere coincidence that contemporary environmental prophecies virtually echo the same set of calamities worn by God in Deuteronomy for the worship of other gods. And now, warning of the earth, rising seas, famine, drought, pestilence, hurricanes, and other natural disasters. And even without realizing it, says Professor Nelson, an environmental professor, Environmentalism, he said, is recasting ancient biblical messages to a new secular vocabulary. One radical environmental organization even declared that the most important commandment for beings was to put Earth first. Earth first. So it seems the Endangered Species Act now is the new Noah's Ark of planetary salvation. Think about it. Earth Day is like the new Easter. Environmental religion is a deceptive disguise and therefore becomes attractive to those resistant to formal theologies and institutional Christianity. It draws and welcomes nominal Jewish and Christian people and nations who think of themselves as spiritual while vigorously rejecting any suggestion they should ever belong to a religion or, shall we say, ever worship a God who claims to be our father. The April 28th, May 3rd, 2021 edition of Time magazine contained this on the cover. Climate is everything. That's the same magazine, friends, that in 1960s declared that God was dead. It's the same magazine that on April 5th, 1993, had a cross on the front cover and said in the lower right-hand corner, the generation that forgot God. And then in the magazine said that Americans were flooding back to church, but church would never again be the same. Why? Because Americans are... Searching for a custom-made God. One made in their own image. Well, now it's not good enough to have a custom-made God made in our image. We are creating one outside of humankind. That is the environment. Hmm. So the word climate actually is somewhat of a euphemistic alternative to the term Mother Earth. But Here's the question that I have for you. Does it have any kind of what you might call messianic import? I believe it does. In fact, I believe that it is at the very heart of the alternative worship system of the New World Order. This is the reason why the globalists are all pushing environmentalism. Not the environment, but the environmentalism. Now, what they're looking for, you might say, is a resurrected Garden of Eden utopia to be achieved by a new world order. That can't happen. So environmentalism has become the new gospel of planetary salvation, kind of like a seductive spiritual glue to bind humanity in a fear-induced unity so that we will all bow to Mother Earth in fear and trepidation that she may not be nice to us. Away with God our Father. Father God is out. Mother Earth is in. Now before we go further, to uh, show how deeply... This is uh, now rooted uh, in our world, and it's made its way into the the realm of evangelical Christianity uh, over the past 10, 15 years. Uh, it's, It's quite amazing how this has happened, because everybody wants to feel like they're on the in. Nobody wants to feel like they're on the out. And so Christian leaders, in order to try to Pander to or please the spirit of the culture and not feel like they don't get it or are or, or alienated, then they adopt their own versions of environmentalism so as to not be rejected by the culture. They'd rather not be rejected by the culture than they would to be re- not be rejected by Christ himself. That's our problem. We're torn and uh it is that tearing that is creating such a tension uh in our world and that tension is going to be growing and growing and growing as the push for this new global order uh continues on until 2030 which is the date for the great reset also the date for the united nations uh, un agenda 2030 and a number of other such uh pushings for that date. Just to put it in perspective, we are now in year 2023. We're halfway through 2023. That means uh, 2030 is six and a half years down the road. Are you beginning to get the picture? Just six and a half years down the road. I received a call from... Uh, One of our listeners today, very concerned, Uh, the person had called and said she had been in prayer and felt like the Holy Spirit was saying to her that we only had perhaps a handful of years remaining. It's true. We may. I'm not setting a date or an hour. I'm not even saying 2030 is the day or the hour. I'm just giving you the dates that are set out here by those who are pushing. But it's very likely we only have a handful of years. And if that be true, do you really think that God's ultimate judgment is and concern is about whether or not we cope with global warming, global cooling, uh, or anywhere in between climate change? No. Do you find anything in the Bible that supports that as a primary emphasis? No. You don't. It's about humankind. It's not about Mother Earth. It's about Father God and humankind made in his image. We don't like that. Because that puts a moral imperative based upon God's authority on our lives, and that's what we don't like. Humankind doesn't want to be under authority. Not God's authority. We'd rather be under man's authority at a one-world government Ultimately, to be under a counterfeit Christ figure than we would to be under the God who made us a nation, who uh, gave us hope, gave us privilege, gave us life, and life more abundantly if we would just receive it. So I want to make available to you my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. I can, I can guarantee you've never read a book like it because there hasn't been a book like it, not even close to like it. It's not trying to elevate the book. It's the message of the book that will get your attention to help you see how the world is pressing a counterfeit Savior upon us in many different ways. This is only one of them. Messiah on the website SaveUs.org.
1: There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries.
0: Just in the last uh, short period of time, King Charles III now has launched a climate clock to tell us what to do and when to do it. Because he says that this matter of the climate is so severe, so serious, that we must have a clock, a countdown to, as he said, 2030. That's the countdown to year 2030. 2030 everything is set and calibrated by the godless leaders of our world, including uh, in the White House toward 2030. That's where it's all going. As I indicated in my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, chapter 15, called The Environmental Deification, even as Prince Charles warned in Rio de Janeiro In 2009, that the nations have less than 100 months to act, that was eight years from then, to save the planet from inevitable damage due to global warming. Euphemistically, by the way, renamed climate change. Then U.S. President Barack Obama, just nine months later, addressed the Copenhagen Climate Summit Conference and said, we're running out of time. Now that was 2009, friends. And then into 2010, that was 13 years ago. So, this is the real and overarching question, the question to which gives genuine meaning to what appears to be kind of scientific gospel of global salvation that's gripping the Pope and politicians, yes, even pastors and priests. Somehow they're all convinced that this is the unpardonable sin. Consigning the unbelieving to planetary perdition from which there is no redemption. So, the book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, is available to you. And just for that chapter alone, in understanding the depths historically of what is taking place and why, I think it's worth the price. $22 on our website, saveus.org. That's my latest book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. And again, that's just one chapter. Just one chapter. It'll open your eyes to many, many, many serious contenders for Messiah. And when you think about pastors and priests and the Pope coming in and using God's name to advance environmentalism. Is that not very close to what Jesus said, many will come in my name and deceive many? That's what they're doing. I think it borders on blasphemy. The book, $22, on the website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. If you're writing a check, at $5 for postage and handling. Unveiling the mystery of the ages. You see, all of this uh, situation with regard to Messiah, coming Messiah, and so on, is painted in the Bible in a very mysterious way. The interesting thing though is that mysteries are intended to be understood and figured out. Isn't that why people buy mystery books? Isn't that why they would like to watch mystery programs? Yeah, who done it? Human nature wants to kind of figure out what is going to happen. Well, The Bible leads us in that direction, that understanding, as the unveiling of Jesus, Yeshua, as Messiah. The Jewish people didn't get it. Going all the way back to the coming out of Egypt, they didn't get it. They didn't understand. But there's been an unveiling, a gradual unveiling over time, to remove the veil so that Messiah could be seen for who he really is and would be. Jewish people still are not recognizing that. In fact, quite frankly, professing Christians are not recognizing it. Not really. Because if they did, their lives would change. They're worshiping a alternative view of Christ. Just like Time Magazine warned on April 5th, 1993, Americans searching for a custom-made God, a custom-made Jesus, a custom-made Christ, one made in their own image. In other words, one that tells us what we want to hear when we want to hear it and agrees with our sentiments and sentimentalities. And that same thing now is true because... The world is being compressed into, pressurized into the worship of Mother Earth. In one way or another, you may not think that. You may think, well, you're justifying. You say, well, you know, yeah, shouldn't we be taking care of the environment? Yes, we should be good stewards of the environment. We should. But it's not the environment was made for man, not man for the environment. Hello? Just as the Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath, so the environment was made for man, not man for the environment. God created the environment for us, not us for it. So then why is it that Mikhail Gorbachev, the former president of the Soviet Union, decided that this matter of... Globalism, excuse me, uh, environmentalism was the very heart or cornerstone of the New World Order. That's exactly what he said. Here's what he said on his website before he passed a couple of years ago. Mirroring this request for a new spirituality... Global Global, Gorbachev's website opened with these words. We need a new system of values, a system of the organic unity between mankind and nature and the ethic of global responsibility. So he spoke as if he were a new age Leninist, kind of replacing Christianity with a new religious order in which humanism, which was central to communism, by the way, and pantheism, central to Eastern mysticism, all laced with a kind of Christianized terminology, combined to unify the planet for the greater goal of a new world order. So he said, these are his words, the environmental crisis is the cornerstone for the new world order. So here was an international issue that involved strong feelings, making it very easy to manipulate a naive and easily misled public, just like with covid And all the vaccines that were not vaccines, so it's fostered international treaties. And to that end, he fostered an all-encompassing planetary document called the Earth Charter, which was like a replacement for the Bible. Maurice Strong, the UN's top environmental activist, referred to the Charter as a Magna Carta for Earth. In fact, Gorbachev went further describing the charter as a new set of rules to guide humanity, like Ten Commandments. He stated, perhaps blasphemy, my hope is that this charter will be a kind of Ten Commandments, a Sermon on the Mount that provides a guide for human behavior towards the environment in the next century and beyond. And then we know, of course, about the Paris Climate Agreement that was signed. Uh, in 2015, the heads of 191 nations pledged their allegiance to his blueprint for global governance. And our former president, Donald Trump, took us out of that because he saw the extreme danger. He said, We're not here for globalism, we're here to advance the cause of independent countries that we have, uh, are supposed to represent. He took us out. And Joe Biden took us back in to the Agenda 21 and the uh, Climate Agenda and the Paris Climate Agreement. Then, when you think about it, the then U.S. President Obama and Pope Francis joined hearts and voices for the United Nations, adoption of the 2030 Agenda. When Pope Francis spoke to the U.N., Uh, There, in September of 2015, his speech served like the opening address to the 2030 Agenda Summit. In introducing the Pope, the U.N. Secretary General Ban Ki-moon referenced the papal encyclical on climate change, called Laudato Si, translated as Praise Be to You. So, Pope Francis was embracing President Obama's climate change agenda, saying, accepting the urgency, it seems clear to me that climate change is a problem which can no longer be left to our future generation. So, Pope Francis embraced the Agenda 2030 of the United Nations and also has embraced the Agenda 2030 for the Great Reset. So he's into this environmentalism and salvation ...of Mother Earth up to his eyeballs. Then, back to Prince Charles. Before he was king, the Prince of Wales warned that nations are at a defining moment in world's history. At the Rio de Janeiro summit in 2009, he made an urgent plea for the world to unite to tackle global warming... He said, the world has less than 100 months to save the planet, declaring we are all fighting for humanity, but we have less than 100 months before we risk catastrophic climate change. Well, friends, that would have been 2017, and we're still here, and that was six years ago. The word gospel, supposed to be, means good news. So maybe we should listen to the carefully chosen words of the former U.S. Vice President Al Gore back in 2009, where he addressed the Oxford, in Oxford at the Smith School World Forum on the Environment. We'll share that with you in just a few moments. Stay tuned, viewpoint really is determining destiny, friends. What's your viewpoint on these things?
1: Have you ever considered what the early church was like?
0: The scientists are not in accord on this. In fact, uh, well over a 1,000 scientists are in radical dispute of so-called environmental uh, crisis, and they do not believe that mankind is creating this, that it is a natural occurrence, uh, just like in the past, history, uh, going back thousands of years, the climate has changed. And it didn't change because of humankind. It changed because it changed. Scientists do not know precisely why it changes. We don't know everything. We're not God. Some things are left to God. He was the creator of all things, and he's the sustainer of all things. That's what the Bible says. But Al Gore, he says, I bring you good news for the United States. Why? Why? He declared that the congressional climate bill will help bring about global governance. When did he say that? In 2009. You see 2009-2010 that was a big a big time period right there in which the intensity of world leaders was moving inexorably toward setting of the stage for the entire world to bow down to a new counterfeit gospel, the gospel of environmentalism, a pseudo-religion, a secular religion. There is so much more that uh, I have included in my book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, just with regard to environmental deification, which is chapter 15. There's no way that we can cover all that today, and I've shared a lot of things uh, today that are not even in that chapter, things that are right up to date within the last couple of days. Uh, but I think we need to understand there is an emerging, what they call the spirit of earth, the spirit of earth. Not the spirit of God, but the spirit of earth. And I talk about that in the book, uh Messiah. Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. And in order to understand what this is about, what environmentalism is really about, as it moves into the realm of undergirding, it is a dogma undergirding the religious foundations of the new global or world order that is being set up. And uh, Antichrist is a scientifically imposed imposter-savior-messiah. He will come in on, shall we say, the wings of environmentalism. It unifies the majority of the people. That's why the globalists are using this, because it has a sense, through feelings and persuasion, to unify the people as if it is a kind of religious unification. It's a new sense of the earth that's arising in the believing community. The dynamics of creation are demanding attention once in a, more in a form unknown to the Orthodox Christian for centuries. Mm-hmm. It's true. Now, the book, again... Anna, excuse me, uh, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages, is, is yours on the website, saveus.org, saveus.org. Uh, it's available to you for your gift of $22 to Save America Ministries. I think you will find that it is so extremely well uh, researched and prepared that it will not only inform you to the max, but I believe as a result of your reading this book, your heart is going to be increasingly transformed to realizing, hey, these really are the times that the Bible talked about. And it's coming in in so many deceptive ways, just as Jesus said. Just as the Apostle Paul warned. Just as the Apostle Peter warned. And we're being sucked in by it. You see, the book and what we're talking about here today on Viewpoint is not just for information's sake. Anybody can present information. God did not command us to be informed, friends. He commanded us to be transformed. So information has to be presented in such a way that the Holy Spirit can move upon that information to bring about the uh, biblically based transformation that renews our minds, that strengthens us, that opens our vision, our hearts, our minds toward the greater kingdom of God and what, how God is working in and through history to accomplish his purposes and that we can trust him. And therefore we need to reorder our lives accordingly and deepen our convictions, uh, no longer just a bland confession of faith that we need to truly be the people that God has called us to be because he's not coming back for a bride with spot, wrinkle, or any such thing. Did you hear that? This idea of American churchianity and uh, false evangelism that has uh, somehow based... Uh, the goal of God with regard to the message of Jesus Christ and the gospel based on just making a mere confession of faith somewhere. Words are cheap, friends. Look how many kids signed those pledge cards years ago to virginity and 80% of them, by their own confession, engaged in various forms of sexual activity, having already signed True Love weights cards. Words are cheap. God knows that words are cheap. But he expects our words, ultimately, to line us up with his word on a continuing basis. That's why we do what we do here on Viewpoint. There's a reason. It's not just another news program. It might be baffling to many, but a new story of spirituality is spreading. It's like a virus spreading throughout the planet. It's being manifested in a variety of discernible symptoms, but it's been called the spirit of the earth. It kind of uh, was brought about by a French uh, Jesuit, uh, Pierre Teilhard de Chardin, uh, who also is uh, seen as one of the foremost uh, proponents of the New Age movement uh, earlier on. And he said that there need to be a new story. A new story. Not just the traditional gospel story, but a new story. And so that's where the environmentalism is coming in. It's the new story. The story of the earth. It's not the story of the gospel. It's the story of the earth. It's the story of the universe. I lay it all out in the book, Messiah, Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. So what we're really looking at is a story of environmental salvation. That's really what this is all about. And while Christians should be Pastors should be helping their people to see the people that depend upon them for spiritual leadership and guidance. They should be leading people to realize the times that we're in. And it's not just about political talk. It's a much, much bigger picture. It's the spiritual environment that we're talking about. The politics are all taking place inside that spiritual environment. So, if you just focus on the politics and various individuals, you miss the point. God's point is that He wants us to be ready for the coming of Christ. And that, of course, leads us to meeting the Church of Global Warming. Oh, that you've heard that correctly, the Church of Global Warming. Talk about that right there in the book Messiah Unveiling the Mystery of the Ages. Here is what Ian Plimer, a geologist and professor at Adelaide University in Australia, you said about all of this. Purging humankind of its supposed sins of environmental degradation has become a religion with a fanatical and often intolerant priesthood, especially among first world urban elites. Anthropogenic global warming, that is, warming caused by man, is little more than a trick on the public perpetuated by environmental fundamentalists and callously adopted by politicians who love nothing more than an issue that causes public anxiety. The dynamic and changing character of the Earth's climate has always been known by geologists. These changes are cyclical and random. They are not caused or significantly affected by human behavior. Doesn't seem to affect any of those folk, though, friends, because they are all dedicated to using environmentalism as a quasi religious underpinning for advancing the secular new world order to save humankind. Save us from what? Save us from sin and judgment from God? No, they're not even concerned about that. They're concerned about saving Mother Earth. That's the spiritual root of global government. The worship of Mother Earth. It should be very troubling to you. It's very troubling to me. There's a unifying power of so-called earth faith. That's what it's called, earth faith. In fact, there's a guy, Larry Rassman, a professor of social ethics at New York's Union Theological Seminary, that actually wrote a book called Earth Community, Earth Ethics. And part two of the book is called Earth Faith, about renewable, moral, spiritual energy. Are you listening? Earth Faith, he said, is incurably religious and moral. The stimulus is less the nature of human nature than the prospect of intensified unsustainability. In other words, it's driven by fear. So he writes with passion concerning the World Council of Churches and its World Convocation of Justice, Peace, and Integrity of Creation that was held in Seoul, Korea in 1990, and they had a big model of the earth, and they had all the people come up not for salvation from sin, but to come up and express their praise to the earth, laying hands on the earth and confessing their sins of environmentalism I kid you not my friend that's where we really are today and in a final perspective the New York Times reported that top Vatican officials were on a campaign aimed at promoting uh, Pope Francis' effort to persuade the world to pass climate change laws he's moving forward He's uniting himself with the secular leaders of the world in order to usher in and participate in a counterfeit messianic movement. Thanks for joining us. Messiah, unveiling the mystery of the ages on the website saveus.org. $22 will put it in your hands, unveiling the mystery of the ages. Call us, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us at Save America Ministries. And seriously consider, friends, and I do mean this, seriously consider becoming a partner with us. Without your gifts, we really cannot continue. We rely upon your gifts and not advertising with anyone. Thanks for joining us. God bless and be a blessing. Jesus is coming soon.